Things happen and things break. Sometimes it breaks so much you need to replace things. But what happens when you have no parts in stock? Receiving parts and materials can be an endless loop of waiting and false hope. Today's forecast is sunny with zero chance of parts. Hey, Six, what's the longest ongoing joke when it comes to parts in the aviation community? Oh, gee, MVP. I mean, uh, that would be parts where they tell me, oh, it's on the way. Or, yeah. or uh, it's on tonight's truck. There it is. On, on tonight's, tonight's truck. truck. On tonight's truck. The biggest joke in aviation parts. Oh, my God. So I, much so that they say they even send you an email with the manifest because you don't believe them anymore. You've heard that joke so much that it's lost its potency, but they still, time after time, tell you the same thing every day. Well, usually they wake up from their nap and then respond with, oh, yeah, it's on, it's on, the, it's on the truck. It's on the truck. It's on the truck, man. Like, you know? I don't believe you. Prove it to me. And they send you the manifest. Okay, let me look at the manifest. How about that? It does show it on the manifest. Great. I should be expecting this part in about four hours. Four hours. Four, cut to that. SpongeBob, four hours later. You it know, was not. It was not here. Voice. It's not here. Yeah. And then and like, cool. Hey, hey, parts control. Where's my parts? Uh, I didn't make it on the truck. How the how the fuck? <laughs> how is it on, a, on manifest a manifest? And it's not in the not damn the truck. truck. <laughs> Who's checking this paperwork? Or or the other side of it, which is better, but still kind of messed up. It did make it on the truck, but nobody was tracking it. Oh. So it made it on the truck, and you find it out. But then, because it wasn't on the manifest, they sent it back to its original location. Right. Oh, like, I don't know how this made it here. They take it back home. Oh, what the hell? No. What, what the hell is this for? Whatever, Chuck. <laughs> Chuck deuces yeah. by. So I, I, I remember a time, uh, MVP, it, that there used to be like just a, a blizzard of parts. You know, like this is probably like the early thousands when the military industrial complex was at its all time greatest. This is when millionaires, billionaires felt it was the coolest thing in the world to buy planes. Uh, oh, they, yeah. They, uh, they made music videos, rap videos of guys dancing on planes, yep. <laughs> you know, stuff like that. So you can almost like break anything and you will get a part the next day. There was a time where I say I, I break a rubber pad off something and I can order a whole new aircraft because of it. <laughs> you know? Yeah, they had so many parts in stock. I know for, for me, probably one of the craziest things is we smashed a Canada goose with the uh, windscreen of a, uh, was a G4, Gulfstream G4. Ooh. And within six hours, I had a replacement whole windscreen. Yeah, had a replacement G4? <laughs> <laughs> I wish. I ain't got that kind of money. What's, the, what's I mean, the part number for a G4? Remove and replace G4. <laughs> remove and replace G4, yeah. Well, once we got all the goose guts and feathers off of the thing, but... Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, you can get parts like nothing, but now, but now, you know, right? The, the war is kind of almost non-existent, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, and <laughs> and let's just say, in a specific case, uh, let's just say your parts warehouse for the entire fleet that you work on, everything is made four hours away from where it's tested, and you <laughs> might get it anytime between eight a.m. and next Thursday. <laughs> It's like the damn, it's like the cable company telling you they're coming to your house. Yeah, between now and, you know, Thanksgiving. <laughs> you know, it's, it's funny you mentioned, you know, like, you know, we're rise probably between the hours of 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Sometime, someday, someday. 
and it's and it's and it's four thirty in the afternoon. And you're like, well, I guess they're not showing up. So you decide to leave your house to go to the grocery store, and you come back to a note on the door. Hey, we tried reaching you, but nobody was home. You're like, son of a bitch. You, it's like you're waiting at the van at the end of the street, and you're like. And they're just like, oh, okay, he's leaving. Pull up. Ah, and they just put the note on the door. They have a bunch of pre-filled out notes. Boop, and they just hey, head home. come back. <laughs> come back. So so here's, here's one. Uh, when parts were good and it was rain, it was blizzarding parts all the time. When the forecast, when it was just a monsoon of parts. I was in Iraq in about 2006, 2007 time frame. And we needed this one part that we thought we were never going to get, I can't, I can't remember what it was. I know it was critical. And it's like, man, we're in the middle of freaking of Bumsville, Iraq, this dusty ass place. Ain't no way in hell we're going to get parts. Right. So we, we just, we did the, we did the due diligence. We ordered it. And then within 24 hours, here comes this freak, this, this giant truck of just this Mercedes semi truck. Here's your part, sir. Like, whoa. You're talking like, a, you're talking like one of the jingle trucks. <laughs> Remember the jingle trucks over there? They painted like in uh, Iraq and Afghanistan. They had all the metal shit hanging from them. Like they dangle around. They were it's all, all painted crazy like colors. Like a semi truck. <laughs> yeah. And they had the Man. fancy horns. Like each horn played a different song. Yeah, you know? like, yeah, yeah. That's exactly it, right? <laughs> the so here, jingle trucks, man. So here, yeah. So here comes right this bedazzled uh, Mercedes semi truck comes in, right? And then boom, here's your part. Like, wow, bring confetti, <laughs> bring confetti. Yeah. Like, I can't believe I got this. Maybe Amazon should take a. Well, I don't know if I can say that, but maybe that service should take a note from uh, from uh, the Jingle Trucks, man. Because <laughs> Jingle Trucks' motto is "Come hell or high water, we'll get you your parts." <laughs> the most blown out trucks you've ever seen in your life, and they still make it. Meanwhile, you can't get a you can't get a twenty twenty Ford Transit fucking ten miles. <laughs> right. So so uh, make things a little more dark, right? So nowadays, right. Like uh, what MVP said, right? Everything's dried up, either post-war or, or what have you. Stuff just doesn't get made anymore, right? Yep. Some of them went out of business, they're obsolete, whatever, right? So yep. we used to have these drive shafts for um, helicopter tail rotors. So we used to have these, uh, <laughs> these tail rotor drive shafts. They were considered consumables, right? By consumables, we, we just, when they break, we just throw them away. Like whatever, right? This three to five foot long drive shaft just like yeah whatever what were they made out were those titanium drive shafts or were uh, they you know what i can't remember off the top of my head i want to say it was made out of aluminum or something like that someone smart it had to that... be something super lightweight but so someone smart that's listening comment on this thing tell me what it is anyway so we would so these things we would just throw them away when they're bad so this is when we get all creative we start you know what? let's turn these things into beer mugs hell yeah right oh yeah like the one on your desk yeah, yeah, yeah. like the one right on my desk on. so we would turn these things were junk by the time they're bad so we would just make all kinds of crazy stuff you know sell it on ebay or at an air show or something right yeah. but when they stopped making it that's where we got to have get real anal we said yo this trash has bad and they're like well how bad is it <laughs> yeah what yeah, that's what. Yeah, you start getting you start getting uh, your your superiors going. Yeah, but but what? How severe is it? Like, well, I wouldn't fly in it. What right? with it? Like, uh, I don't want to fly with it. Uh, well, where in the where in the book does it say you can't fly with it? Uh, it's got a twist in it. <laughs> yeah, there's a visible twist in the drive shaft. And not like not like a little eh, twist. I'm talking like someone tried to ring this out like a bath towel ring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. Uh, but yeah, it was so, over torqued. Over torqued. Over everything. Anyway, so. 
a funny story about that, specifically with the drive shafts, is we're doing it. We do inspections on these like every 200 flight hours or whatever, and that's normally the time where we find these bad. So we're like, uh, well, it's bad. Chuck it into the dumpster, and then we get this phone call saying that, hey, do not throw anything away because they stopped making it. What we got is what we got. We just got to make do with it. And so here comes uh, the the big wig saying, hey, what y'all do with those drive shafts? Oh, dude, we, we tossed that shit like freaking days ago. <laughs> it's, probably, it's probably getting crushed just like my dreams, you know? <laughs> it's like, well, you get your ass over there, go find it. Like, oh, hell. <laughs> like, you know, even one of them Hodges took that shit and it's, okay, now I got to go down to the bazaar, downtown Fallujah, <laughs> to find this shit again. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, probably like, like, like decorating somebody's garage or some shit, you know? <laughs> yeah, they got it hung up as like a curtain rod. <laughs> world's most expensive curtain rod right it's in a mud hut in a mud hut right i don't know what kind of what, what kind of um like curtain ring it would be probably like this five inch freaking curtain ring <laughs> <laughs> all right so but going with hey, hey 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 they probably just use some 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 cholas freaking hoop hoop earrings for those <laughs> <laughs> five inches like a hoop like a freaking hula hoop <laughs> yeah you know she mad. You, I'll say this. You, you know she mad when she takes those off, you know? Yeah. It's about to go down. Oh, hell no. <laughs> right. Well, actually, it would be all oh, hell no. I'd be like, listen here, puta. <laughs> you, know, you know, like, their level of trifling and pettiness by how big their hoop earring is? Is that, is that relative? <laughs> I think so. I think, I think it. <laughs> you know, so, like, the bigger the hoop earring, the more you'll get trifled with, you know? <laughs> Pretty much. You know, yeah. You, you... <laughs> She'll give you a black eye just to let other bitches know that you don't fuck her around. <laughs> you know, that kind of chick. Right, you know, so that's kind of like the, you know, or the level of pettiness, right? The the bigger the hoof earring, the bigger the pettiness. <laughs> yep. All relative. And then, then when you know when it comes out, like, oh, shit. Oh, I, I messed up. Oh, <laughs> uh, fuck. <laughs> Anyways, so going back to what you were saying, man, is uh, parts get on a truck there or they get on whatever the hell it is they're being delivered to. And in some cases they come somewhere not that far from you. Like probably like I could spit from where I'm standing to where the parts are at, but yet it takes all a damn day to get here. Yeah. I could have walked there and back in the time that it took. You know right? what I mean? Right. And I, and I've offered something like that too. Like, Hey man, I'll go pick it up my dang self. Oh no, you can't do that because you know, it's a, there's a system in place, you know, like you're not qualified to pick up parts. Like what? <laughs> but but the system we have isn't working. I ordered it, the part at six thirty in the morning, and it's three in the afternoon. Uh, it's not that expensive. Like it's not. It's it's just it's just a fastener. I just need a fastener. <laughs> on, on the on the on the flip side of that, there's some things that are just off the wall expensive for a washer for a screw. I've seen one bolt once. It was probably like a three eighths, one inch long bolt. And it cost you like six hundred dollars. You're like, what the? Was it one of those explosive bolts? Uh, no, it was just a regular machine bolt. Like, like heck, I could have went to Home Depot and bought this for ninety nine cents, kind of thing. Oh you know? shit! So <laughs> I know, know, like, I know, like, in the corporate side of things, like the the engine uh, mount bolts um, for like what was it? Uh, a Citation Sovereign, a CE six eighty is the model. Um, yeah, those. They're they're not that big either, but those are like yeah, those are like six to eight hundred a piece, and there's four four per engine. Yeah, so I'm like, so it's like holy. What shit. are these made of, man? Are these made of like G- Gryffindor bones? You know, like what is this? <laughs> you know, like, we have to go to freaking Narnia to find this shit. What's going on? <laughs> they're made. They're made from the 
he who should, shall not be named. <laughs> you know, it's like like Harry Potter ones, you know what I mean? They gotta have shit in it for it to be special. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is that really what it is? I don't know. I don't follow Harry Potter that well. I just know, like, like when they touch the wand, it's like like a kid, you give him a chocolate cake at uh, 2 o'clock in the morning. You're like, oh, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, you don't choose the bolts. The bolts choose you. <laughs> you got to walk through the warehouse with your hand going like, over every box. Oh, there it is. That's the one for me. <laughs> That's the one where he it chose me. <laughs> <laughs> I need to scrap those bitches after a few thousand hours. Right? And they're like, sorry. We're, it's like a big breakup when they go bad. Like, sorry. <laughs> it's not you. It's me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, and then going back to what you said, man, about a manifest, man. Like, I don't know how many times I've seen this happen. And what from one company to the next, or even from one military unit to the next, it's like, oh, it's on the truck. And here's the printout of the manifest. And see, look at that nomenclature, uh, part number, Anderson, all kinds of crazy shit, right? Like, we're going to yeah. statistically prove to you that it's on the truck. Or, or how about this one, right? Here's, here's, another, here's another aspect for parts. Okay, I know that every 200 hours or whatever, I'm, I'm pulling a soap sample, right? Pulling yeah. a soap sample, and I know I'm going to be changing the filters, the oil filters. So they send you a pallet of oil filters and no O-rings. <laughs> now, most people would say, well, when you replace one, you got to replace the other. Now, as we've all done, we've all just reused the O-ring and inspected. All right. What are you talking about? Hopefully nobody from QA is listening. I never use nothing. Joke, what are you talking uh-huh. about? CAA, <laughs> yeah, you heard me. I'm just kidding. Mr. <laughs> FBI, Mr. Mr. FBI agent. It, it's all. It was just a joke. Yeah, it's like right. Like all robotics. Like I do not re- reuse parts. <laughs> yeah. I have never, nor will I ever reuse parts. Right. But anyway, so yeah, so like it's kind of parts. They all get changed at the same time. But you have an overstock of this part and non-existent of the other. Right. And and you even like when you put in the parts order, you you put that in, but then you get people on the parts side back home going, well, I don't think they need that many O rings, and so they choose. You put in the parts request, and then they they go look at it and go, well, I don't think they need that many of this, so they send this of one and this of the other, and you're like, but I, but I know what I need. I'm the one who's here. Like, who the fuck are you telling me what I need? I, I'm the one who put in the request. What I put the request in for is what right. I need. Right. And I'm projecting out two months in advance because I'm in a deployed location. And so I just want to make sure I have shit here for if and when, right? I don't want to be going on right. a week-to-week basis. Right. Or, or like you get the ones where if it's not exactly how it says in the book or it's not exactly how it says on their inventory system, they just can it. They just, oh, they just cancel it all together. Cancel like, it all together. I'm like, they're like, well, is there an, or they respond to you, is there an alternate part number? No alternate. Well, I don't know because the manual doesn't call for an alternate. Hopefully, you back there have the database that would show alternates. Right. I'm telling you what I need. You find it and give it to me. Right, right. Or like, uh, this says here one, but the one in our inventory says one A. So uh, we don't carry those. It's the same damn oh, thing. Yeah. Damn- <laughs> yeah, it's the same stupid thing. It's the same damn thing. Just give me my part, please. <laughs> please. I want to go home. The- <laughs> yeah. I hate it here. It's hot. It's windy. It's dusty. People are shooting at me. I don't want to be here no more. 
I just want to fix it so I can go away. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, that's, that's not how it works. <laughs> no, and then, or they call you and asking you like, "Well, is there alternates, or is there this and that? Is this and that?" Like, I, I don't know. I just, I just want to go home. Just please, I just want to. Right. So it uh, does what it's told at this point. It does what it's told. Right. So some of the <laughs> listeners out there, I mean, educate me. From what I understand is, when I order a part, part A, B, or C, there's usually like an associated NSN or a NIN or some kind of way that for you all to track it. Like, well, if this part goes obsolete, then this one's supposed to be replacing it or what have you. I don't heck know. For all I know is I throw words at, I throw numbers and words and you guys pull it out of Narnia or wherever the hell it is. It's at. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing, right? It's so, so many times you'll get your, your parts department. They, they, they're the biggest hindrance of the whole thing is they go, well, you know, um, because, uh, because it's not updated. Like we're, we're not showing that in our system. We see that they're physically here, but, uh, in another database in another location, they haven't updated it to reflect this project number. So right, right. I'm not issuing you your parts. Get wrecked. Like <laughs> I need my parts to meet a mission. I don't give a shit what you have to do on your end in the background. That's right. a new problem, but don't hold up my parts, but time and time again, you're like, well, it's not updated in the database over there. So we can't do anything here. I'm like, but the parts physically here, like, yeah, it's right here in my hand. And you're like, well, give it to me. No, I can't because it's not. You you fix that on your side. That sounds like a you problem at this point. I just need to fix this bird to meet this mission tomorrow. Right. So it kind of reminds me of like uh like you're going through Walmart or something, and then you see like a giant's pallet's worth of stuff. Like, oh, that's exactly what I need. And then there's this big fat sign that says "Do not issue" or uh, "Not ready for inventory" or something like that. Like, yeah, but it, yeah. but it's right there. I can see. I it, can though. see it. It's right there. <laughs> Please <laughs> just give it to me. I know. No, no sorry, that's pretty sorry. much how the world is with toilet paper anymore, right? <laughs> Right, yeah. <laughs> Costco, can I get two packs? No, you can only have one. But but I see there's like six, 60 pallets of it over there. And they're all full. Can I have it just like two so I don't have to come back here as often? Like, no. you, don't under, you understand, man. I drink coffee and I have five kids. <laughs> <laughs> you don't understand. <laughs> God damn it. My stress levels are through the roof. <laughs> Help. I... I <laughs> <laughs> I drink I drink a pot of coffee and eat six hard boiled eggs every morning. You don't you don't understand the punishment that's about to ensue. <laughs> All right. So so for the for the toilet paper thing, uh the solution is preserved food or MREs, I would say. Those will plug you up good. There should be an ad for that, matter of fact. It's like toilet uh, lack of toilet paper got you down, eat some MREs. It'll plug you up for four days yeah. at a time. <laughs> for weeks. <laughs> for weeks. And it's gonna hurt like hell when it does. <laughs> <laughs> so just poop, like pooping out sandpaper you know what I mean you're gonna you're gonna regret it every step of the way you'll regret it in, going in and especially going out <laughs> you need those power handles <laughs> <laughs> that's what i need that's what we need we need the you know like the like the dip bar pushing out you'll have you'll have super saying shits <laughs> level over 9,000 <laughs> like Goku blood oh my god two episodes of power oh! <laughs> it'll be two episodes long <laughs> and then like the, la- the like the last two seconds of the final episode blip <laughs> flush <laughs> like, oh that was an- anticlimactic <laughs> like, well what the hell man <laughs> 
half the season was build up. Oh. That's, that's how it feels. Half half the wait time is just the build up. Like, well, anytime it does get here. <laughs> and just so you know, all those people out there listening, you can expect a lot of this kind of conversation. <laughs> Right, but that's what it, that's what it really feels like. Waiting for parts to show up is like waiting for the waiting for the punch in Dragon Ball. He's like, okay, there's the build up. Well, he's getting stronger, still getting stronger. What the hell? And yeah. then it finally, like two two seconds, like, well, well, that that sucked. Or you come into shift. Hey, has that part showed up yet? Yeah, it showed up three days ago. Well, where the fuck's it been? Well, it fell into a, it fell into the abyss. Like, you know what I mean? And like, well, what oh, the hell are you gonna tell yeah, me? It, it went into the warehouse, and then the warehouse people forgot to market in the system and everything else. I'm like, well, is there is there some sort of repercussion for that? Because I've had to cancel this this mission. We've wasted a lot of money trying to get this ship prepped and ready every single day when we've been waiting on this part. You know, I'm like, yeah. does it come out of their budget? Do it? Nope. Do I get compensated out of their budget? I'm like, no. It's you just get one of those. Like, ah, sorry, you know. And then and then you got to report the flight as canceled for. For operations or maintenance, but Aggressive never once, schedule, yeah, yeah, but never once you hear it getting canceled for supply. It's your fault. It took you six days to get here. Yeah, I said I didn't want to put it on the schedule, and I got overridden. Why is it my fault that it got canceled? Well, you you knew we didn't have parts, which is why I've said every single day to not put it on the schedule. But that's a whole other conversation. That's a whole another conversation. That's a whole yeah. other conversation. So yeah. so to make up for a lack of parts is. We do this fancy magical uh, ritual, which we like to call cannibalization. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? For those of you, it's it's exactly as it sounds. I'm literally eating another freaking aircraft so I can make one semi decent. Right. Yep. <laughs> and usually it happens so much that you always have one aircraft sitting in that far dark corner of the hangar. You know, like the Shadowlands, where uh, Simba's dad tells him that nobody <laughs> ever, we should never go there. That one aircraft that's been over there for three years that keeps every time it gets a part in to fix it, it gets stolen again to make another one go. Absolutely, it's just like there's an elephant graveyard of freaking bro- of broken parts uh, broken or broken parts, aircraft yeah. or broken, broken aircraft. parts just, and broken dreams. It's like just hanging there all zombie dog because it's just being a parts bitch for everybody else. <laughs> Pretty much. Now I've done this before where I cannibalized parts from one plane, and I cannibalized the same part from one plane from. Plane B to Plane C, etc., etc., etc. So much so that the cannibalized part made its way back to the original aircraft that it came from. Yeah, I've done that too. You're like, <laughs> man, this serial number seems familiar because you've dealt with it so much because you've changed it so many times. You're like, what the fuck am I? Oh God, it's it's back to its original configuration. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, look at it. we're fixing it. We're fixing it. That's exactly what we're doing. <laughs> right now, for musical fucking parts. Right now, for everyone who has been in the control or control format, whatever you guys call it, production supervisor or whatever, yeah. uh, production uh, superintendent, production control, maintenance control, whatever, whatever, coordinator, coordinator, coordinators, coordinators, foreman, maintenance foreman. Right? There's one. Yeah. Uh, the cannibalization thing is like this magic wand that every, that big wigs think that's just gonna magically fix everything. You know, like well, control just cannibalize it, like. Okay, woo-woo. I can, you can, we all can. Yeah. Ah, everyone do the can, can. <laughs> and it's literally just, it's literally musical parts. You know, yeah. Imagine, all we need is just a song and it go, and then it just goes around from one plane to another until the music stops. Yep. Goes like that until they all break. Yep. Or you, yep. you get a, ra- or you get a rash of the parts you've been waiting six months for. Right. 
So or how about when parts have a lead time? Hey, we put in a PRTS. Yeah, that one's got a lead time out uh, till the middle of next year. Oh, what? hell. <laughs> right. Oh, uh, your, your parts acquisition is on back order till like 2075. What? <laughs> Literally, no bullshit. <laughs> I don't think I'll. I don't think I'll, yeah, I don't think I'll be alive at that time, so I guess I won't care. But <laughs> <laughs> I literally seen that happen once, man. It was like your parts acquisition is on back order until twenty. Okay, it wasn't twenty seventy five. It was more like twenty thirty five or something like that. But this was two thousand six. Yeah. This was twenty sixteen at the time. So, <laughs> like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> I can't wait that long. Six. Have you ever had uh, brand new parts show up with a red tag? Ooh, what's this red tag you speak of? Mm, it means. Non-conformance. It means the parts dipped, not to be used for flight. It's got to go through depot level repairs for uh, maintenance for repairs or scrapped altogether. But somehow somebody in the warehouse was like, they need this part, and I don't. Maybe they're colorblind. Maybe that's the thing. They're just like, well, there's a tag, and to me it's gray. So, and they throw it on the truck, and <laughs> the jingle truck delivers it. You know, Call but it's me. got a red tag, and you're like. Like I waited six weeks for this part, only to be told that it's bad. You no know, matter matter of fact, <laughs> I have to. seen something to that effect. And when I get it, I sometimes think like, are they just fucking with me? Just uh, is this a joke? Like they got the actual real part behind their back? Like ah, here you go. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> here you go. <laughs> uh, I'm just kidding. This red tag made out of, made out of fondant. Happy <laughs> 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 birthday. Literally eat this red tag. <laughs> Yeah, man. Or or they show up with no parts tag at all. So it's oh, like, boy. it's neither good nor bad. It's uh, Schrodinger's part, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's either good or bad until you open it up. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, I've seen one where someone has taken a part to that exact extent, right? It's We know it's screwed up. We know it doesn't work. But the guy get receiving it, just like, yep, there it is. Doesn't look at it, nothing. Just like, yep, that's nope. it. And then hangs it. And it puts it on the plane, right? Thinking all is well with life. Doesn't check it for functionality. Doesn't check it for security. Nothing. It's just like, it's in there. Sign it off, guys. And then it goes for that one turn. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> what happened? Or, they, or, or, or the one shift, right? The one shift installs the bad part without looking at it. And then the next shift coming on, like, hey, guys, we got the part in. We installed it. It just needs the ops check. Cool. The guy goes out there like, all right, I'm going to start it up. And you stand there and look at it and make sure there's no leaks. And the guy's standing there all proud. All right, turn it over to poof hydro fluid into the face <laughs> like god damn it so that guy goes back and starts researching the parts and realizes it was fucking bad from stock like ah! <laughs> i'm gonna take your job that's, that's how murders happen that's how straight murders happen i'm gonna take your job <laughs> quality's freaking is like what once the sky drill stops burning of course i'm gonna take your job we can bring confetti everywhere. <laughs> Everybody's yeah. had consecutively like some New Year's Eve party. <laughs> bring confetti. <laughs> I know that's that shit. Just it, and you wonder why. You wonder how it gets to that point. Like I understand a lot of people working in warehouses probably aren't of the aviation maintenance background. They're just people filling their job, right? You don't right. have to be a maintenance. You don't have to be an aircraft specialist to know how to take a part and put a shipping label on and put it whatever. But but you should have enough knowledge of the job to know that green tags, green green means good, red means bad. You know yeah. what I mean? Or sometimes they're yellow tags, whatever. You know what yeah. I mean? But uh, it's still like enough because you got people depending on that mm-hmm. to get a, a. There's a mission out there, a greater mission somewhere out there that needs that part to get completed, and uh, 
and you just hosed it by sending them a shit part right away. You know Absolutely. What I mean? Absolutely. So now you got to start the whole process over again. Let me put in their parts request number and then wait for it to get approved. And then somebody go, oh, I thought we just sent that part. What the hell happened? Well, it had a red tag. Well, who the hell sent a part with a red tag? That's what we're asking ourselves up here, God damn it! Just send me another part. <laughs> just give you know it to me. me. Just give it to me only, now. That was our only one. Like, you, you got to be shitting me, man. Send that, send that shit back to Depot or, or whatever the hell. Tell them to fix it. <laughs> or, or how about this? You're, you've been waiting weeks to get a part. And you're like, hey, it's going to be up here tonight. And then an hour before it's supposed to arrive. Oh, hey, guys, we had to divert that part for a higher priority mission in another location. Oh, my God. All the time. All the okay. time. I can that's, when you hear the, that's when you hear the song. Everybody hurts <laughs> sometimes. Everybody hurts. <laughs> our, our, shitty, our shitty karaoke impression, you know. But ex- I know exactly how you feel. And then this is what drives the cannibalization of things, right? This is like... Con- maintenance control or production control or whatever you, this is like their favorite thing to do because of the lack of parts, you know, that, Oh, well, we guess we're getting it till 2075. Take it off from that plane. Uh, but sir, but sir, but Sarge, but, <laughs> but Sarge. Sarge. <laughs> or how about this, right? So you got people in the programs, right. And their, their job is to make sure that project gets going, right. You're just there to, you know, as a controller, you're there to see day to day and make sure it gets done. And every day you come in you're like, Hey, can I get an updated status on this part? Uh, we're waiting on somebody at this location to respond. Okay. All right. So you let it go three days, four days, whatever. And eventually like, Hey, I need, can I get a real status update? Well, I'm still waiting for somebody to email back. Can you call? Can I have their number? Can I call them? If you're not going to call them, like, right. like I need a real status. Like what the hell are we still waiting on down there? Right. And then you find, like, and oh, find they're waiting a uh, budget constraints or whatever. That's pr- or that part, right. We have the part in stock, but it's allocated for, a project under this uh it's under allocated under a different budget and we have to do all the paperwork to shuffle it around to get it over to this project you know and you're like okay well has anybody started that uh we're waiting for the other pro- the other program to uh say if they're going to start the paperwork Jesus so they can Christ. allocate it to yeah. ours you're like oh my god like i'll just can i whittle one out of wood at this point like do you think <laughs> <laughs> can can we 3d print this thing then 3d print has come a long way i'm sure we can do it <laughs> Yeah, I, it's just, it makes it so then, like you said, you go back to the musical cannibalization. Right. Like, all right, right. take it off of there. And then you take it off of that. And then that, that person on that program is like, hey, what the hell? You took it from my part. Your plan ain't done shit in six months. Like, it's not going to miss it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, we're, they're talking about doing testing in three more months. Cool. Well, we put in a PRT, or we put in a parts request for that. Uh, hopefully you get it in time. Bye. Bye. <laughs> or, um, all right, so. so. A funny cannibalization story. This happened in 2016. Uh, I was in Australia at the time. And we had a Huey that needed to have its main rotor gearbox replaced. This thing's freaking heavy. It's huge and it's heavy, right? And normally, the ideal situation would be to have it under a crane or a hoist, you know, that goes straight up, straight down, perpendicular to the to the main rotor gearbox, right? We didn't have none of that. And we didn't have, or we had one, but it wasn't tall enough, right? It was just, no, here's the hook and here's the, here's the part. There's like no, no up or down at that point. Right. Anyway, so we had to make do, which is what all maintainers have to do is make do. We, we brought this, um, this, um, I guess oh, you could yeah, call yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, like, I guess you could call it a T-Rex. Yeah. Um, I, know, I know what you're talking about. The big, the big overhead cranes. Yeah. It's like the drivable over. But like moving the ones that move shipping con- containers, that, yeah. that size of one? Yeah. yeah. 
You know, it's like yeah. maybe as tall as the plane, right? Maybe, mm-hmm. which is probably yeah, like they're, they're they're big big machines for sure. Right. But see the problem. So we decide, you know, whatever, just get this T Rex in there. Let's try to do what we can do and make do. The problem was is the way the the curve came up. It doesn't pull straight up and down. It pulls like like away. It yeah. pulls away from, yeah, the, from, air, from the aircraft, yep. right? So the whole time we're trying to pull this gearbox out. This thing's long and heavy. It's about almost as long as the aircraft itself. And the whole time we're just like, God damn it. If something freaking breaks, we're so going to be fucked, yep. right? Luckily, and we almost did break it. We almost did break it because of the way it was pulling out. And But we managed to get it off. Nobody died, thankfully. And we just managed to kind of sort of damage the bad one. But like, whatever, it's broken. Who gives a shit, right? And then the sketchy part was putting the new one in. And the whole time, we're just like biting our fingernails. Like, oh, my God, please. I need this. Yeah. <laughs> please don't break. I know. Uh, long, long story short, moment of victory. We got it in. Everything works fine. And we're great. It just, it's just one of those things where when you cannibalize things, you're running to the mix of damaging the, 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 the new old shit to yeah. fix the broken one. Yep. Yeah, you always, you always run that risk. Uh, same like doing engine change, right, on turbo props, which I've done before. You know, you, you, you got to take the prop off to get the engine off. But the engine, the prop's not high time with the engine. It got out of sync with some other evolution. Right. Other maintenance evolution. But you go to take the prop off, but you forgot to take your uh, beta tube out with it. So you damage the beta tube and damage then the engine and the prop in the process. So now you've fucked three different things up. And now you're waiting for three different very expensive things. Right. And you're never going to get them. Right. So I now I want to go in a little bit. So cannibalization is maintenance control's favorite word. I'm gonna go into what we call dirty cans. Right. This is a senior maintenance controller's favorite thing because no one likes to no one no one of any big wig reporting likes to hear the word cannibalization. For some reason or another, yeah. it's it's like taboo for them. Yeah, it's so, like nails on a chalkboard. Right. So uh in the Marines at least, they come up with this term called dirty canning, right? And it, it sounds way better than what it, what, it, what it implies. But basically what dirty canning is, is we're not actually authorizing someone to cannibalize. We're saying that it, we're just removing to reinstall later. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, you know, or, or what they call it, remove for use, right? So we yep. take it from the plane that we want to take it away from saying, okay, remove, reinstall later. And then we have the aircraft that it's actually going to say is remove and remove, reinstall later. And then we just flip flop the serial numbers and then off it goes. Hey, how'd you guys get that that broken plane to work again? Oh, yeah. uh." Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've been there where they're like, (laughs) wait wait a minute. I thought yesterday we had this big roadblock in the way and we couldn't get this thing done. What'd you guys do? And you're just looking at your leadership going, we we made it work. And they're like, they're like, that that sounds like it was against uh, regulations in the manual. Well, just know that they met the mission on time, and everybody's happy at this point. Right. And they kind of like, and you gotta get that stare going at one another. You squinted eyes, you know. And there's like, all right, like they don't want to ask any more questions because ignorance is bliss. They can claim ignorance at that point, and you're just like, just know that we met the mission. That's when you start becoming during the Jedi mind tricks, like. You did not see anything. <laughs> yeah. This These isn't are... the part. These aren't the parts you're looking for. Usa. <laughs> <laughs> <Right. Oosa. laughs> yeah, I know. It, 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 like, 
so then you have to do, and you're like, well, hey, I thought we were waiting all these parts. What happened? How did you guys get it to fix? Uh, we, we found the parts. Where'd you find the parts at? Well, you're not going to like to hear the pockets of my overalls, so somewhere. somewhere. <laughs> which brings you to the secret stash, which oh, every maintainer has. Absolutely. Be it in their desk drawer, their pockets, their toolbox. Absolutely. Under a rock, they got a secret part stash of things that, and it's, normally it's common items that get changed a lot. Fasteners on, you know, cowlings or specific panels you're always removing for whatever inspections. Uh, oh, a lot of O-rings. There's a lot of O-rings because oftentimes uh, people, and I, you know, I do it, I still do it, order way more than what you need. Right, right. Especially if you're, if you, like at one job, I did a lot of uh, engine work. We were constantly doing engine changes, hot sections, bore scope. So, you're always looking for those small titanium, the 12 point machine screws and the, the applicable nuts and washers. So I always had a grip of those. I had so many at one point that I could have probably put together a whole engine mm-hmm. just off of the, off of the extras that I had. Heck yeah. The hardware. Heck yeah. Now, and uh, uh, I'm going to say this, having those extra parts is 100% illegal. <laughs> it's 120%. Oh, 100%. Yeah. It's unaccounted for non-track, non-traceable <laughs> items that somehow make, that somehow make planes fly still. <laughs> Right. That's like the, that's like the, back when marijuana was illegal, that was like the marijuana to, to uh, maintainers, you know, yeah. or the meth, yep. you know, it was like, this will get you the fix and you will get it good, you know? And it, and it, yeah. And in some instances, it, it also is viable as currency. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and, you know, and I've done stuff like that too, you know, like every, uh, every service, they, you guys got to be lying if you said you never had extra parts. Some of you guys actually had names for, for that, that secret status of, of stuff. Uh, Marines call it the PEB. Um, Air Force calls it like their uh, parks extra, you know, like uh, their their stock items, I guess, stock items. (laughs) You know, we called it at one location. uh, We called it the the tackle box. Because we literally had a fishing tackle box (laughs) with all the different compartments in there. We had different parts, like all labeled. It was really nice looking, but it was like a tackle box. It was a legit tackle box. (laughs) And and we've had that too, right? Well, ours is kind of like these little, uh, like, what do you call them? Like clamshells, you know? Like it's kind of like a like a tackle box, but it opens sideways and it has like a whole bunch of drawers in it. Oh, okay. I've seen the ones where it splits like uh down the center and it opens to the side like that. So it's oh, got like yeah. three tiers and then down the deep part in the center. Yeah, stuff like yeah. that, right? So just let you know, this is one hundred percent illegal. Cannot do that. But we do it anyway because again, with you you don't have the parts you need when you need it, which is goes into what MVP was saying is you order a shitload more than what you need because you know you're not going to get it anytime soon when you need it. So yep. it says, uh, the manual says calls off for 10 bolts. I'm going to order a hundred of them because. Or whatever the max allowable is that won't raise questions. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Or sometimes, you know, you know, when you're doing the maintenance, these things break very easy, right? Like these, uh, these certain yeah. bolts that round off if you if you torque them too tight or these keen certs or helicoils if you tighten them down too much they'll snap or whatever yeah, or carbon you. carbon seals whatever yeah yeah and uh that elim- we, that eliminates the use of having to reuse packings or reuse o-rings or seals which is totally illegal do not do that but you know we've all done it we've I, there were times, man, I had to, I had to use, we ran out of O-rings, so I ended up having to use RTV. I just kind of, like, just... Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I just, like, glop it on, like, toothpaste and just smash it down really quick so it forms before it dries. Before it dries, yeah. I mean, we've all had to do that in dire times, right? And then, 
but then you forget about it, right? Because it's, say it's a several thousand hour item. So it does, and it does its life cycle. And you go to take that bitch apart, and you're sitting there cursing like a motherfucker. Fuck this guy who put this R2V on here, son of a bitch, instead of the O-ring. And it was you the whole time. You're like, God, dude, I'm trying to rip it all apart. Playing off damn, you pa- damn, you pass me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but you also think that to yourself, right? Like, fuck it, man. Got to make it work. You know, this corporate jet needs to fly, so you RTV it down or whatever quickie fix maintenance you have to do. Yeah. And then the next person like, what the fuck? <laughs> so in the corporate side of things, we also had, uh, call them flyaway boxes, which was yeah. like a fishing tackle box in the, in the back. Right. And, um, they had, uh, parts tags in them and they had all like be a lot of light bulbs. Right. Cause you could burn light bulbs out. Is that just traveling around? So you got to change those out. It might be like uh static wicks. Um, or it might be uh, some screws, some uh, for like certain panels. Uh, might be like in those interior stuff, you know, to like gold, gold plated for like the interior for the customer. Right, you want to keep the interior stuff looking nice. Uh, but mostly it was just a lot of light bulbs, both interior, exterior, uh, a couple of screws for some panels, static wicks, things like you might run into on the road. Um, right. So in those, right, so you would, uh, if you showed up to a plane, like, oh, those bulbs burn out and I don't have any bulbs, let me go check the flyaway kit and see if I got a replacement in there. Say, okay, cool. You take that bulb out of that, mark it out of the kit. You'd submit all your paperwork with the parts tag to control for uh, return to service for flight. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you'd put in a parts request for that specific tail number aircraft uh, to replenish that stock. So mm-hmm. and the same thing, like you said before, you'd order more than what you needed. So if I used one bulb, I ordered four. Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? Yep. Just yep. just so there'd be, if, if it burns it out, you, you got your good for at least four more times whenever it happens. And do you guys have, did you guys have those in the military? Do, does some of the military side, do they, those aircraft have fly away? I, I, I don't know for the Air Force guys, did like some of the heavies carry that stuff around? I would imagine they would. Helos may be a different story since they're a much smaller platform but i would i would have to think for some big heavy yeah have have. there's certain items that we would have in a quote-unquote flyaway box um they would have their own serial number cards they'll have their own uh high time sheets and you know every info you could have on the card and there's certain yeah. things we're allowed to have right but you're not allowed you can't just have a whole ass engine <laughs> in your back shop you know oh but, yeah, uh, yeah no of course but i mean not to say that we didn't have one. <laughs> right. Yeah, you could you know? piecemeal one together. <laughs> yeah. Matter of fact, I had we we had our, our secret stash had so much of one thing, we were able literally to build a whole new ass engine, you know. And that's actually one of the funniest things I've had is we had a secret stash for a PEB that had certain items that we weren't supposed to have, or you weren't supposed to have too much of. But again, it goes back to you gotta have it because you know you're not gonna get it. Right. <laughs> you know? uh, yeah. Has, what, what was like the craziest thing you've had in your secret stash? You know, like this, you should, if you were caught having this, you would totally go to jail. <laughs> oh man. Um, I think it was like a, uh, well, I have to think about this for a minute. I don't, don't think too hard, bro. Yeah. I don't know. It was, it was, it was, uh, it was like a thermostat of some type, uh-huh. like an engine control, like thermostat or a PC. Oh no, it was a PCV valve. Yeah. That was, those are serialized parts for the, uh, mm. on certain engines. And, uh, they're very expensive, so for you to just have one out there floating around unacc- unaccounted for is uh, <laughs> a big is dodo. Shitty. You will go to yeah. jail. Abort mission now. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you go to jail. I don't know if you go to jail, but you'd, you'd be getting some serious shit because it you would be looked at as like you were stealing from the the entity that made that. And like, why are you holding? Because in the corporate side of things, and why that's looked at that way is because 
in the corporate side of things, there's uh, a big problem with, so like, let's say I replace a fuel control, right? Uh-huh. Now this platform of whatever specific corporate jet is all over the world, but there's a big problem with guys taking off high time components mm-hmm. and then sending them to central and South America, the jets down there and, and selling them for double the price. But down there, they, it's harder, really hard for them to get those parts. And so there's a kind of a black market tie with that. So that's, that, that's why you would probably actually you might get thrown in jail because you, or you would go under serious investigation because they would have to look at your contacts and be like, uh, have you sold anybody to anything, uh, you know, down in South America? Like I've had to do that before. I've had to get questions and everything like that. So yeah, that, that, that was, that's pretty, uh, that's pretty bad. <laughs> so any listeners, out, any listeners out there, tell us what, what was, what was some of the, the most off the wall secrets, uh, items you had in your secret stash? Let us know in, in the comments and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. Put it in the comments below. Cause I guarantee you there's some stuff. Uh-huh. Now, uh, so, okay. So to tie things together, man, you know, things will happen, things will break and you know, there's going to be a moment where you're going to have to replace a part or two or more. And some of these things you can foresee, like we know this thing we're going to have to change out once in a while or every so often. So you try to order it ahead of time, which is, it is what it is on that point. But sometimes, you know, you have to get, it's critical. It just doesn't break. This almost never breaks unless something major happens. Like, uh, Mm-hmm. A stri- like a prop strike or a, a, a engine fought it out or something and then for those of you guys who are parts parts people man like i'm i know the system sucks and i know there's things that you guys got to fight for i mean i don't know what the what it's like in the background for you please let me please let us know let us know like what what's it like for you guys when we throw in a request like oh fuck these, these stupid ass maintainers they know what the hell they're asking for this that yeah, yeah I'm, I'm sure there's probably discrepancies with them like oh half the time the the parts request wasn't filled out in its entirety and so there's a lot of guesswork we have to do or a lot of research we have to do so if they had filled out everything and it's and you know completely the first time it wouldn't it wouldn't be so hard i get that there I, we've all seen the log books and uh it's deplorable so i can only imagine what the parts request look look like you know what i mean so I, i'm sure there's a struggle with it but by the same token, it's got to be, I don't know. Oh, yeah, let us know. Let us know what your, what your trials and tribulations are to get me parts. Because all I know is I put in the request, and you, you haven't done your shit. You know what I mean? Things got to get ironed out. We understand, man. Things got to work its way out. But if both fans can, make, can accommodate each other and make things happen, we can do what we need to do to make the magic happen and put these planes in the air, and everything works great. I mean, it's already, it's already a hassle enough that people don't know what, what goes into making things defy gravity and go into the air and whatnot so well like helicopters helicopters i think defy physics in their flight right uh actually I, I mean i would i would think so because like how do i fly by spinning around really fast <laughs> <laughs> closing remarks uh mvp for closing we get closing remarks things break need parts i put in the request and get to get parts sometimes it'll happen there's a lot of shit to go through. I get it. Red tape, whatever else. But uh, ultimately, um, parts are what make things fly. Yep. And uh, we need them. Yep. And uh, I could well, say parts that- put together in a specific orientation. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> I'm jamming these two together. It's not working. <laughs> two magnets don't make don't make good. <laughs> two wrongs don't make it right, but three rights make a left. I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and uh, I'm probably gonna piss off every maintainer when I say this, but things really don't fly without supply. That's just hands down. So I mean, 
supply dudes really help us out. Do do what you guys got to do. We'll try to do it on our end. And uh, yeah, fill out your paperwork. Fill out your paperwork, you lazy pieces of shit. But being lazy. Help us make magic happen. 